0: Greetings netizens, you are now tuned to the personal data audio journal created by myself, Ross Bailey, where I posit my investigations, analysis and philosophical approach to basically what we refer to as real life. The purpose of this podcast is to showcase the latest developments in global politics, um, business and high-tech industry. Some of the fields we'll be covering include but are not limited to blockchain technology, distributed ledgers, the Internet of Things, digital economy and aircraft systems and in general fruits of the ongoing fourth industrial revolution that shapes our physical and digital reality as we speak. Previously mentioned, this podcast is meant to be a personal audio journal uh, so I can make some sense of the uh, research I'm conducting this period of my life. So, if, if it happens that you somehow uh, encounter this podcast and you're interested in its content or you might have some questions, feel free to bother me and we can. Uh, exchange intelligence uh, in a digital manner. Since this is our first podcast, I think I will be talking about uh, a field I am highly focused on lately and uh, i think it's a very important technological advancement not just for me but i think it's uh, like it has international impact in more than just one uh, sectors and that's why i think uh, this technology can be paralleled to the invention of the internet and even the electricity and i'm talking no other blockchain technology uh, some some of you might know it through uh, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin but I'm not going to focus on uh, the alternative monetary system at distributed ledger offers but more about its uh, technical aspect and the possible use cases it, it uh, has to offer like everyday life aspects like from paying for your coffee to storing and distributed data on an encrypted fashion to identifying uh, the citizens in an autonomous fashion and uh, yeah pretty much everything uh, about blockchain So blockchain technology, bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were among the top trending keywords on the world wide web for the last couple of years straight. Yet we're still uh, talking about these aspects as they are not really a thing, even if they practically work and probably shift our everyday lives already in multiple ways. Our approach to anything related to decentralized distributed ledger networks is similar to the approach we have uh, let's say to aliens artificial general intelligence and space colonizations. meaning that uh, it it seems something that it's not really here while it's here guys so in this podcast i'll uh, try to posit some hot topics involving blockchain technology in the latest news Uh, In global news and see whether these uh, articles and uh, news are talking about blockchain because it's just a hype or because blockchain is a part of their respective realities and business models Uh, maybe even in an attempt to showcase the mass adoption of distributed ledgers by governments central banks and uh, tech giants So, in latest news, we have uh, JP Morgan, uh, one of the largest banks in the world, and probably the largest bank in the United States, is considering shifting um, its position uh, to Hyperledger affiliate company Bezu, ditching Ethereum, uh, which is the second largest uh, cryptocurrency project let's say by market capitalization Uh, that might sound like a crypto focused new yet again it is corporate banking development that regardless of the change of partners still utilizes blockchain technology Um, in other news we have Deutsche Telekom and not only has its own blockchain research team, but uh, the company also participates in many other open source and private distributed ledgers and has even patented several blockchain powered use cases that affect the uh, telecommunications industry and uh, the supply chain industry. So again, this shows us that blockchain has infiltrated one of the most important telecommunication companies on the globe and it is a norm for the German business world, regardless of their respective field of operations, relationships with uh, distributed ledgers, uh, etc. And uh, Let's go for uh, one last example. And uh, this includes Mastercard, who who is not a newcomer to digital payments, obviously, and, if anything, cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology should be a threat to their operations, Uh, yet Mastercard, Visa, among other uh, top-shelf cream payment giants, let's say, are already utilizing blockchain in their own means. So, again, it's not that this should be necessarily labeled under the crypto umbrella, but um, it is a typical fact about a company that understands the value of distributed networks and utilizes them uh, in many different ways. So, seeing all this uh, mass adoption by, uh, you know, uh, big companies we trust, uh, government organizations, um, banking institutions and everything. So, uh, why are we still talking about blockchain? Why is it that some of us are still skeptic about whether blockchain can be useful or not, when it is clearly not only working, but it actually changes? how modern industries uh, work and operate from their core. Now, Similar to the introduction of the internet where far more than a decade news were talking about the internet and its use cases and the numerous ways it shapes our society, Uh, blockchain technology is the focus of modern societies exactly because it is something that radically shifts our perception of what's possible being a 90s generation uh, greek myself i remember when uh, news regardless of their field of focus were somehow related to the internet like somewhere uh, in late 90s maybe in early 2000 or something uh, for example news would say something like oh the government uses the internet to distribute electronic documents or something like this company allows you to do this uh, via the internet or now you can uh, order this from the internet and, and, um, you know, news like this. This spam was continued until the day we use the internet practically on an everyday basis, if not spending much more time on the net compared to the time we spend with direct physical reality. I mean, think of your day-to-day for example and you'll get the point. While we use the internet almost 24 7 365, nobody seems to talk about it. You won't see banks saying anything about you being able to order your shoes on the internet as it is considered a de facto nowadays. So again, uh, blockchain technology is now the point is now at the point where the internet was in early 2000 let's say and it is a spam it is a spam indicating the new norm of the future as time passes we'll focus on blockchain and cryptos less and less until the point they're a basic part of our everyday reality and this is not something i personally believe or something i'm predicting but uh, it is a solid fact you know It, it is a fact Based on historical data and when you see uh, not just your neighbor talking about it by government leaders such as uh, US's Donald Trump, Russia's Vladimir Putin and recently China's Xi Jinping, you know that this is not something that will be relevant in the future, right? When you see tech giants we trust our lives with, uh, like all these companies that make our computers, our uh, smart handheld devices and all the applications you know we might use in our uh, in our home appliances or our everyday life uh, these companies they spent r and d resources they spent capital and uh, human resources into blockchain advancement uh, and when you see this happening you should already know that these companies will deliver distributed ledger technology in our houses through their products uh, which again we already blindly tr- trust like uh, there is no going back it is a matter of years before blockchain becomes a standard and moves its existence uh, from let's say the spam uh, spam label to to something literal where things are pretty much self-explanatory and do not require intense uh, intellectual attention like uh, like it happens nowadays a blockchain cryptocurrency technology in China. On Friday, Chinese President Xi Jinping stressed the role of the cyber technology in quickening economic development and innovation said it's essential to promote related research and core technologies to give China an edge in the sector. She believes blockchain can play a key part in the real economy as it helps address financing difficulties and financial risks. He also proposed fostering new models in the digital economy via blockchain to boost growth. Touching on people's welfare in particular, she sees its potential in boosting areas such as education, senior care, and food safety. Meanwhile, he stressed that the decent- To demonstrate how big blockchain has gotten, um, i'm gonna analyze the latest speech of uh, uh, president uh, xi jinping president of the people's republic of china and uh, see why this is important not just uh, not just for china but why china uh, publicly uh, you know announces and promotes blockchain technology sitting that it should be the leader the world leader in this field so uh, Xi Jinping uh, emphasized the use of blockchain on a national scale to help accelerate the country's industrial innovation uh, during his speech which uh, which was uh, last Thursday I think yeah. we, uh, it was a speech at the 18th collective study of the political bureau of the Central Committee that took a part in Beijing. and uh, Xi, uh, President Xi, who is also the General Secretary of the Communist Party of China, uh, during his speech he said that the country needs to capture the opportunities generated by blockchain technology as they possess wide applications ranging uh, all the way from f- financial businesses to public transportation and other social aspects of the tech-focusing country. Um, Xinhua news agency, uh, who covered the event, published the core of the president's speech, you can find it online, and, um, you know, while we while we all know that China is not a newbie when it comes to distributed ledger technologies, I mean, the country, uh, 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 has has a plan to actually create uh, its own state backed cryptocurrency the the uh, famous dcep currency which will be practically a digital representation of renminbi uh, china's uh, local currency local fiat currency uh, yet this is the first time that uh, the president himself posited uh, an uh, in depth speech regarding the innovative technology Xi Jinping said that the country must focus its lens on blockchain technology and if possible become the leader in the field, something that he added could be achieved with uh, excessive research, global analysis and development and testing of various applications that uh, utilize and run on blockchain. Uh, Furthermore, he made clear the regulations As well as easy to understand guidelines, not just regulations, but uh, must be created in order to have a comprehensive vision of the risks and opportunities the technology has to offer. So, uh, President Xi Jinping suggested that the the country's research power must be focused on understanding international laws subjecting blockchain and monitor global trends in the field, whether it's cryptocurrencies or more sophisticated use cases uh, utilizing this technology. Uh, Finally, uh, President Xi Jinping uh, publicly asked all governmental department leaders In China to acknowledge the importance of blockchain technology and and he asked them that they should start implementing it in their respective clusters in their respective uh, you know government organizations offering a few examples that would help government bodies to find their starting point Uh, some of the tips uh, Xi Jinping gave were Uh, promoting better environment and management of blockchain applications blockchain based networks that could be integrated into the power grid business and most importantly and most obvious for uh, some of you if you're familiar with blockchain technology uh, the development and promotion of digital economies run on blockchain Uh, now uh, in um, in some of my articles, uh, I haven't mentioned this, but I also published some uh, financial technology articles in uh, cryptos.com and coincodex.com at this period. And I focus on cryptocurrency and blockchain regulations all over the world. So if you read some of my latest articles, uh, you will get an in depth understanding of uh, China's national cryptocurrency. Uh, BCEP which stands uh, for digital currency electronic payments and the thing is that the the national currency of China will be uh, distributed uh, by local payment guides such as WeChat, Alipay, UnionPay and all these apps you know people use every day and China is not a country that's new to digital money to digital payments let's say I mean uh, When I was younger, like, uh, I I really liked Japan and I hated China, I don't know why. Like, anything China-related for me was, like, cheap, plastic, you know, not aesthetic uh, product, probably. But later, I think, later I realized how fast China has grew into something that uh, the Western world, something that the the old uh, power brokers, like, let's say, America or Europe, were fantasizing in sci-fi movies. Like China already surpassed that level, and it's, um, I mean, it's a society that pretty much describes Black Mirror. But the, the thing is that Black Mirror might be a series that's considered as, a, uh, let's say, a far-fetched f- futuristic scenario. But in China, it's it's more like a historical documentary because everything Black Mirror describes ha- or has already happened in China. So, what I'm trying to say is that, um, uh, in this case, the government, in in association, of course, with the People's Bank of China, announced that uh, the the Digital Currency Electronic Payments project was, uh, uh, actually, uh, the country was working on it for the last five years, and it's ready to be deployed, and uh, this happened... Uh, this happened amid to the introduction of uh, Facebook's native currency, Libra, and uh, like I, I can be sure if this is like a like a thing that you know scared the Chinese uh, when they heard that Libra is uh, planning on its own cryptocurrency, and they had to you know announce that they they've been already working for it for some time or uh, um, or it's uh, more like an alternative a fast alternative to Libra uh, because you know Libra uh, Libra hasn't um, really good relations let's say with the regulatory uh, sector because uh, in Europe actually Libra is so unpopular that some uh, finance officials financial officials let's say like the uh, Minister of Finance of France Bruno Le Maire uh, said that Libra uh, is threatening the Eurozone's financial sovereignty and therefore it should be banned before it even enters European soil while uh, other officials like Yves Mersch who's um, a member of the European Central Bank went as far as calling Libra a cartel like operation so why is this happening like from one hand we see governments Uh, being okay with cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, like maybe not uh, necessarily Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, but it seems that they understand the technology uh, lately and they start to implement it, even if it's in their own terms. And yeah, of course, Eurozone also expressed uh, analogous visions uh, similar to the Chinese. They want to create their own state-backed cryptocurrency and similar to China I think Libra played a major role in this so uh, yeah that was to demonstrate that was to understand how important blockchain technology has become where it's not being discussed, you know, between cryptocurrency investors or speculative investors, but it's actually discussed and developed uh, among uh, global superpower leaders like Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump. They are not just regular, you know, your next door investors. They are country leaders and their countries are not like, you know, they're not like, with, with no offense, they're not like Uganda or something when you see global superpowers uh, talking about blockchain and actually competing in a race on who's going to be first, who's going to be the best, the fastest or the more secure or whatever, uh, they, they make clear that this is really important. Let's go back to one of our first questions. So why are we still talking about blockchain? Why it is uh, a concept of uh, a debate that debates on whether that's viable or not? Instead of debating uh, on a national level, similar to world leaders who already understand its uh, capabilities. Um, one european parliament member more specifically eva Kaili, told last year at a conference of periods bank it's a greek bank and essentially she was talking about blockchain adoption in the european union Um, and she said that uh, real blockchain and cryptocurrency adoption won't come with uh, people understanding it or people you know investing in bitcoin and stuff like this but it will come eventually uh, uh, whether people realize it or not Uh, and okay i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, give an example to explain this better so the concept is that today we use uh, our credit cards or debit cards let's say visa And when we pay for our coffee we're not really sure how visa works we're not really sure uh, what is the Swift system it it, uh, utilizes to perform this transaction or where are visa servers where is this information stored and who's making sure it's secure it's viable and all that stuff so uh this is an example of us using the technology without realizing how and why it actually works so if you think that people will have to understand Bitcoin and blockchain in order to you know adopt it that's not true and uh, what misses what misses uh, from uh, blockchain in order to be... You know in order to be in the past in order to be something that's not a debate but something that's uh, that that's there that's uh, standard that's pragmatic uh, I think what misses is the uh, the way you utilize this technology and to again to make it clear I will have an example on this and I will uh, talk about what Uh, Bitcoin and blockchain could learn from an already accepted, uh, let's say, electronic payment system such as PayPal. So retail businesses are keeping an eye on cryptocurrencies, but it will take a mass spread of crypto services and easy to use payment apps in order for crypto to be adopted and used as a means of payment by your local uh, grocery store, let's say, the same way uh, it uses PayPal way before bitcoin and blockchain technology even existed as a concept retailers had to get used to internet banking and later to paypal and uh, similar payment applications that made life easier let's say for both money spenders consumers you know and merchants Um, i remember myself again in uh, mid-2000s in greece when uh, greek banks wouldn't even acknowledge the existence of paypal not to mention integrated in their own financial networks most of the time you couldn't even prove you uh, you had money stored on the internet like this, this was ridiculous for them and even if you did your bank wouldn't accept it as simple as that and so if banks can accept it then retailers can accept it and Uh, That happens because the latter care about being able to withdraw funds earned by selling their respective products or services or goods or wherever into local fiat currencies all in an attempt to feel secure, let's say. So what actually made PayPal, Alipay, WeChat and similar payment applications popular and adopted by the mainstream markets and uh, what could Bitcoin follow uh, I mean could Bitcoin uh, learn uh, something from the strategy uh, these uh, this payment apps followed in order to be the new norm of micro payments today um, for starters PayPal became popular when banks started to integrate PayPal accounts and vice versa like people could easily f- fill their um, PayPal credits directly from their bank account, and the bank account, uh, in its own turn, could accept PayPal funds as long as a kick-like condition was met on the user side. Um, kick with KYC means know your customer, which it's, it's essentially a, a let's say protocol of making sure you are who you say you are. It's uh, used among uh, financial technology applications, I guess. Uh, anyway, from, uh, from PayPal's perspective, that was not just an issue of banks accepting the electronic payment uh, guy and services, but a clean cut and easy to use uh, user interface, a mobile application and various APIs. Uh, that users could utilize made made, uh, electronic payments the main means of fund exchange for global netizens. Of course, um, an equally well-crafted marketing strategy was not absent either. Uh, Overall, uh, I think it took almost a decade before PayPal became an accredited form of wealth system subject to taxation, adopted by banks, governments, etc and uh, literally every retail shop that has some sort of internet presence. In uh, in cryptocurrency scenarios, we see major coins such as Bitcoin and Ethereum being used pretty much like a faster, simpler and more secure PayPal, but uh, we're at the point where banks keep a skeptic approach, while governments cannot trust cryptos the same way they came to trust PayPal so what's missing here? Um, Bitcoin can be used among crypto enthusiasts and people who understand its basic principles but people like my mother let's say are still confused about it and not really sure on how and where they'd start if they decided that okay um, Bitcoin can replace their attachment to traditional internet banking or PayPal services Uh, So last month I decided uh, to download Stellar's latest mobile wallet, in case you're not familiar Stellar is a cryptocurrency backed by IBM and it's meant to provide banking services to the underbanked and uh, more specifically they're focusing on African and uh, South uh, Asian regions. So anyway the download uh, took less than a minute my account was ready to go in the next minute let's say and in general the app is uh, very clean uh, if not even simpler than PayPal i would say the, the only problem was that uh, when everything was set when i finished with everything the the upset to me now you have uh, now you have to send some XLM to this wallet which is the um, the ticker for the Stellar's native currency, cryptocurrency, uh, the Stellar Lumens. So for me, a self-proclaimed, let's say, casual crypto user, that would be relatively easy. I just had to go call my broker Panos and ask him for some Ethereum uh, in exchange for some precious Euros um then in less than a moment i could uh, send that ethereum i purchased to my binance exchange wallet Uh, binance is a cryptocurrency exchange market by the way and uh, use this ethereum to purchase xlm on the binance platform then i only had to send that xlm to my mobile wallet using my mobile wallet's public address simple right um well Try and try to explain that to your mother and see if she thinks the same and what I'm trying to say is that cryptocurrencies are definitely better in terms of security transparency and accuracy um, and even uh, and even fees in some cases when compared to PayPal or traditional e-banking systems. But there's uh, still much work to be done by companies like Coinbase, let's say, who are uh, kind of like a, like the the banking institution of cryptos. I would say I don't know. Uh, yeah there's a lot there's a lot of work to be done by these companies if you want my mother let's say or your mother to be able to pay for uh, her groceries with bitcoin and so concluding i believe that crypto adoption won't necessarily come with banks and governments being comfortable with it but with use cases that make it a functioning part of the real time economy regardless of Bitcoin's price or uh, BTC as an investment. I mean, if my mother had an app that utilized blockchain technology to transfer funds from her account to the vendor's account with uh, just a swipe, she'd probably use it, considering that uh, the vendor is also part of this uh, payment network. Uh, one shouldn't necessarily buy BTC or uh, Bitcoin himself or know what its price at the moment as the app should be able to communicate with the user's bank, withdraw the necessary funds required to pay for the groceries, translate these funds into crypto, send the crypto to the vendor um, from where the vendor himself decides whether he wants to keep the payments in crypto or automatically translate them. Uh, again into euros in his bank account uh, or whatever he prefers. Uh, Such a system would not only help crypto adoption but it is the only way distributed ledger networks will be used on a regular basis whether people uh, invest in them financially or time-wise or understand how crypto works or not. Similar to PayPal where you don't care about PayPal's stock price when you use it uh, I don't think we should uh, care about Bitcoin's price or even Bitcoin itself when performing micropayments. As long as the background scenario utilizes some sort of uh, uh, distributed, led- decentralized distributed ledger for the benefits uh, such as architecture offers and not for the price of the respective token used in the transaction so it's, uh, another example would be like similar to when you buy a personal computer or a mobile phone or a, you know a t-shirt you don't really care, you don't necessarily care about Microsoft's price at the moment uh, Microsoft's stock price at the moment or let's say Zara's or whatever clothes you're wearing Uh, you know, the brand's stock price at the moment. What you care about is the product. And this is what uh, should matter in, uh, in this scenario as well. So that was it for the first episode of this podcast. Um... I know that we used a lot of uh, terminology and uh, we took a lot of knowledge uh, regarding blockchain technology uh, for granted, but I'll try to make it up before changing to the next subject. Uh, I will try to posit some in-depth understanding of blockchain technology, Bitcoin and how it got so important, whether it's used as an economic system or not uh all that in the next episode so thanks for listening